The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com, use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, we are giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. The contest starts this weekend and it's free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Quickly, Brentford win it back. And this is promising. Wissa and Lindelof hasn't cleared it very well at all. It's a shot. It's gone through to silence Old Trafford again this season. The pass is given away. He tries to win it back. And now look at the numerical advantage that Brentford have got in the attack. And just have a look at Lindelof. He comes in to help his back forward, but who does that leave free behind him? And it's Jensen, I've got to say, the finish is absolutely brilliant. He goes low and hard. Goalkeepers hate going down to try and save the ball down below. And I'm still thinking, can Anana do a little bit better with the save as well, by the way? Because it looks like a very, very weak hand. It's Lindelof. Rashford. Here he goes. Rashford! Went for the near post, Strakosha saw it just to get the ball in the second attempt lovely feet there you can just see he doesn't even touch the ball he, he's just a little faint there to get rid of one defender and I think he's just trying to catch out Sokosha on that near post Ericsson for range Sokosha watched it all the way unfortunately for him the defender was there to clear a lovely strike from Ericsson from range one way then the other Sokosha's got to readjust he can't palm it out wide Chicky can he get that pass across not quite but Mope picks it up goes for it and the save from Anana was needed that would have won the game for Brentford Garnacho, can he find room to get across it Still Garnacho. Did he run out of space there? Not quite. The shot from Dallo. Spilled by Strakosha. Still not clear. There is that late equaliser. And it's Scott McTominay who's got it. Relief for Old Trafford. In added time. Here was the man in the right place. You'd expect a minute more because of the goal in added time. Bruno Fernandes pumps it forward. Maguire goes up. And Matoma is in there. 
You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMUFC on X at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network or at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can follow my other X account, which is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. That account is particularly important because I'm a tracked and transparent handicapper. And that account is where I post my monthly profit and loss spreadsheet every single month. The pinned tweet is always the spreadsheet from the previous month. At the moment, you can see the month of September, which was good for... $2,750 as we smashed our US Open futures. We've made a strong start to the soccer season and we've won every week in September in the NFL. So we made a red hot start to that as well. And it ended up with a profit just shy of $3,500. So £2,750, which converts to just under $3,500. So very, very solid month as we look for month number 125 in a row in September. When you look at spreadsheets, have a look at the way that we bet. We don't do massive five unit, 10 unit or 20 unit whale plays or play of the year nonsense. In fact, you'll struggle to even see a two unit play on there. Usually plays are one unit or half a unit. So we sensibly manage a bankroll. Therefore, we make betting accessible for anyone with a disposable income. If you don't have a disposable income, then you shouldn't be betting because you never make a bet where you need to win. But if you do have a disposable income and you want to make some money from this hobby, then you can do by signing up over at lockbetting.com. Over at lockbetting.com is where we have all of the other spreadsheets. Or if you want simply just more information or you want some information about discounts for long-term packages, then shoot me a message at lockbettingx. That is at lockbettingx. I've experienced loads of things at Old Trafford and, and loads of goals and great moments, but scoring twice in stoppage time to win the game. How does that one compare? Yeah, I think that was that was the best. Um, obviously, unfortunately, my mum and dad weren't here today, so yeah, typical. But um, no, obviously that was so special, and obviously for the team, like I said in previous interview, then it's important that the team kicks on now because moments like that can almost change the dynamic of things once you come back from the national break as well. I mean, tell us what it feels like, when, particularly when that winner goes in. We'll, we'll never experience how that feels. So, how does it feel when the place suddenly is a light when you know you've got the winner? Yeah, that was. I can't put into words the, the feeling that I had when the second one went in. That was like it was an out of body experience, really. To be fair, and it was it was funny because I was watching David Beckham's documentary last night, and you see all the history and the people behind the club, and that's what the lads do it for. And now that's that's who it means most to. Calf on reception, the kitman, from everyone, yourself to the interviewers. It's it's so important that that we all come together, and that's what it means at this football club. But we do it for the people and the people who've been coming to this football club for many, many, many years, and and that's same as me I'm a fan so I want us to do well 87th minute you came on what was the what was the message what was your what was your plan when you came on score like we we had to make something happen and I think that was probably the direct message was go on and show yourself and I've been speaking to Darren Fletcher and Mitchell the coaches and that's what they say like whenever you get the opportunity go go and show yourself and that's what I've been trying to do in training as well and show the manager that I'm, I'm capable of moments like that and Long may it continue in the future if we can um, if we can come together as a team and start performing how we how we know we can. 
it's only, it's only one result, but I just wonder how that can change the season and the feeling of the season and all the stuff that you can constantly hear about United all the time. Can that change at a, a moment like that? Yeah. We're in our own bubble, and obviously at this football club, you have to be in your own bubble because the, the pressure to play well, to score goals, is immense, and the, and the people demand results. And for us at the minute, we just need to block all that out and, and obviously know that we can do better, not be naive and think that we're doing great when we're not. I mean, I feel like now's the time things like that can catalyst moments to, to go and push forward I think and 93 minutes and 97 minutes which obviously is quite remarkable but overall when you look at it do you think it was a deserved win they were obviously well organised and they had a lot of players behind the ball and we were watching thinking that this is a tough game it's not easy against any team in the Premier League now especially teams like that who are so well organised and, and together but you have to bide your time you have to pick your moments and that's what this club's about never giving up Everyone has seen you score goals internationally, which is a great feeling as well. Now you're turning it to, to club form. When you look at your overall goal-scoring form for club and country this season, it must give you a lot of confidence when, whenever you play for club or country. Yeah, but obviously that's important to get in the box and score goals and you want to contribute as much as you can in that respect. Um, and it's opportunity, that's probably the most important thing, is, is playing and, and helping the team whenever you can. Well, well done today. Thanks. A lucky escape for Man United, largely in part to Scott McTominay, who surely gets a start now away to Sheffield United, especially with the Casemiro injury situation. It's funny that he mentioned the Beckham documentary there as well. I'm sure every Man United fan has watched that during the international break. It obviously brought up strong memories of when Manchester United were massively successful it highlighted how Alex Ferguson had complete control of the dressing room. And whenever there was any kind of even minor indication that somebody was pulling in the wrong direction or wasn't aligned with his philosophies and way that he wanted to do things, they were out the door. And that included David Beckham, who was sold to Real Madrid. But it certainly made us remember the glory days and subsequently makes you sad for the current days where we're in the Premier League after eight games with four wins and four losses and we're celebrating a 2-1 win over Brentford, which was a critical win that we need to build off now because had Manchester United lost that game, it would have been three wins and five defeats and it would have looked significantly worse. And I'm not sure... I'm not entirely sure that Eric Ten Hag would have survived the international break. And I've been consistent on this show where I have said that Eric Ten Hag is mainly blameless for this. Just look at what he's had to deal with so far. The takeover that hasn't happened, even during the international window, we had more rumours of the takeover. Eric Ten Hag was even asked about the takeover in the press conference that we're going to play in a minute. We've had the situation with Ronaldo, we've had the situation with Greenwood, we've had the situation with Anthony, and of course we've got the current situation with Jaden Sancho. It's just been a shitstorm of issues, and Eric Ten Hag has had to navigate that and navigate us into two cup finals and the cha- and uh, and back into the Champions League. And despite the fact the start of this season has not been a good one, Manchester United must now desperately build off what was obviously a lucky win. You cannot say it was deserved or down to skill, no matter what chances Man United created or how dominant they were going into injury time. And I don't think they were overly so, to the point where I thought, oh my God, this is a robbery. We've lost at home to Brentford. I thought we were bad 
against Palace and I thought we were bad against Brentford and it looked like I was watching the same game with Manchester United lacking, lacking creativity and lacking that cutting edge. But on this occasion, we lucked out due to Scott McTominay. And um, as I said, I think he'll get the start in the game against Sheffield United, which we're going to cover shortly. Before we do that, we're going to listen to Eric Ten Hag as he talks about the upcoming game. And before we do that, we're going to take a quick little pause here to tell you guys about the SGPN Second Chart Survivor and the NFL Gambling Podcast Review because time is running out with both of these. If you're already knocked out of your NFL Survivor, don't worry because we've got you covered with the SGPN Second Chart Survivor. It's presented by Corey Pixton and Barking Dog Properties with $3,000 up for grabs and it's winner take all. Starts this weekend, so sign up now. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor let me also tell you about the nfl gambling podcast because the guys are doing a review contest leave an apple podcast review with your favorite td related bet for this weekend the biggest winner gets a 50 dollars sgpn gift card make sure to include your youtube username in the review so we can contact the winner let me also tell you guys about underdog fantasy because underdog has just launched scorchers go five for five in pick'em scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout and for a limited time, Underdog is extending a first deposit bonus up to $500. 100K Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy with 10 players will winning, with 10 players winning 10K each. When you sign up, use the promo code SGPN and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy and that promo code SGPN. Um, just going back to the possible investment, has, has Joel Glazer spoken to you at all over the last couple of weeks? No. And on the international games, Casemiro's got injured playing for Brazil. Were you unhappy that he played in the Uruguay game, having come off in the first game injured against Venezuela? You you can't be unhappy. That is that are the, the rules. And he's playing for a nation, and he's playing for us. And now we all understand that um, uh, Casemiro is a soldier, and he is available for every game. And so we we'll always give his best and for the nation, and for Man United. Did he get the injury in the first game or the second game, do you know? Yeah, he came the first game, he came off, but uh, then uh, he was, he, uh, he played the second game, it was an important game, but yeah, um, uh, I'm sure, uh, so it, that game didn't help him, but uh, it's a small injury, and he will return next week, uh, it will be healed, and then he's ready for our next game, I'm sure. Thank you. James. Eric, just, just just on the injuries, you've had obviously terrible luck all season, and to your credit, you've never used that as an excuse. Do you feel, though, for the team to really hit a high level of consistency, you, you're going to need for these injuries to subside and get this squad back? Absolutely. And you know, you, if you can't um, uh, use every time the same players and you can't bring in the routines and some routines slipped away the last weeks and yeah that has a bad effect on the results but as as you said um, I never use it as an excuse because still we have a good squad and still we have to win and we have our principle and rules in, in, in our way of play. So, yeah, the players should know what to do. But, of course, in the cooperation, and sometimes, yeah, there are 
different combinations who are not played so often together and yeah, then you get some sometimes hesitation and in such details opponents take benefit from it and yeah but as you said and as I said you can never uh, use it as an excuse have you, have you ever had as bad a injury situation or face one in your managerial career because you haven't been able to name your first choice team once this season no, I, I have dealt with it before, yeah. And sometimes you find yourself in such a bad place as a, as a manager, as a coaching staff, as a team. And as I said, you have to make the best out of it and uh, yeah, to, to stick together, to be positive. And so I know when the players will return, we will play in high levels, absolutely. Hey, and with the Ineos minority investment, there is talk of a restructuring of, of the football um, business side of things. I just wondered, at what point would you like to get involved in that kind of conversation? Because it seems quite fundamental to your job. Yeah. Yeah, so, at this moment, I'm not involved, so I don't know. And uh, what I know are the agreements I made once I signed this contract. And until I hear anything, I just keep focusing on my job and uh, focusing for, uh, in this structure and focusing on my job and that is winning games and get the best out of this season. Curtis, that's one on Marcus Rashford. Um, he's come off in the last three games um, but then he scored for England uh, in midweek, a really good goal. I just wondered what your thoughts on his situation at the moment? I think it's very positive. He scored for England and I think it was... Uh, <laughs> I think England was a very good performance. I really enjoyed that game but also, also I enjoyed players who are very involved from us and uh, there you see the qualities and I'm sure yeah the form was the last games maybe not that good but I'm sure I will back them I trust them I believe in them and I'm sure they will be back in a very good shape and they will be very uh, yeah, benefit to our game and to our results and that will not take long. Uh, hi Eric it's just back to the injuries is there any more news on any of the, the long term absentees the likes of Aaron Mamasaka Luke Shaw are they any closer to coming back of course they are closer but uh, so for, for instance Luke Shaw I don't um, expect him back in this block of games uh, but for instance Aaron Mamasaka yeah I don't think he's too far away for returning into team training and so back in the team and what about Kobe Mayanu as well? Is he any closer as well? He is close. He's already training with us today. Not today, but I think next week he will have some minutes in the team. So we, uh, um, then he can catch up his game minutes. And so, yeah, he's really improving and yeah, ready to, to get back in the squad for teams, uh, for, for games. Uh, last two, Will and Chris. Fire. In terms of Anana, obviously you say it takes a period of adjustment when coming into a new league and a new club. Has it not helped him that in front of him there's been injuries in defence, so the defence is changing each week? Do you think it would help him if he had a settled defence? And, you know, is he struggling because the people in front of him are changing and they have different attributes? Um, so, I, I, so when I got the question, uh, and also previously, I will never use that as an excuse and Andre is not doing as well he's not talking about but of course hey, that when every time you have a different defending line in front of you it's not helpful you don't get the routines and that, that's a problem but you have to deal with it and, um, and that, but that's a situation where we are in 
and but it didn't help uh, for the results. It didn't help his integration. Absolutely. Question, as a manager, what's the process that you go through with a player in that kind of situation? Do you, do you speak to him while he's abroad? Do you wait till he gets back and talk to him face-to-face? How do you manage that to make sure that the player's okay to play in the next game? Yeah, first of all, we have here um, uh, more people who then take care of the situation. We were direct in contact with him. Uh, the club, uh, team management, uh, uh, play care. Uh, and uh, I'm also was involved. I took straight contact with him, how he was, um, so the circumstances, uh, so how he felt. I think that's most uh, most important. Uh, how is his how are his emo- emotions? And then yeah, uh, then look uh, what you can offer the player, uh, how you can support him as a club, as a manager. And then uh, once he returns, yeah, you have the conversation with him. Uh, so again, about feelings and yeah, how to move on, how to get back, yeah, so how to deal with the situation and how we can support him. On the game tomorrow, it's an 8pm start, you've got a Champions League game on Tuesday. Do you think that more could be done perhaps to help English clubs perform in Europe? Because obviously it's not ideal, is it? Uh, I think it's, it's time enough to recover. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's okay. Uh, that there is time from tomorrow uh, 8 to to when uh, to Tuesday 8 there's enough time to recover and to prepare the game thank you normally we would edit that press conference right down to 3 or 4 minutes but he covered a lot of relevant points one of them being the takeover didn't say much about it i'm going to say more about it on the next episode when we preview man united's champions league game with copenhagen i'll be talking about the ratcliffe bid on there He was talking about the injuries and yeah, we've had loads of injuries. We've not been able to play our best team and obviously that does disrupt the balance. And that was used as a reason as to why Unana hadn't made a good start because he didn't have a consistent backline in front of him. Well, Unana hasn't been left in compromising positions in one-on-one situations or he hasn't given the ball away due to a miscommunication Onana played a terrible ball, which was his own fault against Galatasaray. Onana's handling in the game against Brentford, where he didn't get a strong enough hand on the ball, that was awful goalkeeping from Onana. Onana has made terrible mistakes that have not been down to the defence. So I can understand that point for a certain to a certain degree, but what about the individual errors of Andre Onana? If they continue, then obviously we need to be looking at changing the goalkeeper. And that's going to happen anyway during the um, African Nations tournament. And if we suddenly go through a patch where we look much more consistent defensively and we just go back to having a goalkeeper who is just purely a shot stopper like David De Gea was and it breeds a positive run of results, then it may be difficult for Andre Onana to get his place back in the side. But for now... I do believe that Andre Onana will continue to start and I think they'll stick with him for tomorrow's game against Sheffield United as well, which we're going to cover now. Before we do that, let me quickly take this pause to tell you guys about game time. Ticket buying can often be stressful. It has been for me, especially when it's at the last minute. I go to lots of stuff. I go to the NFL, NBA, MLB, UFC, WWE, football matches, tennis, 
I watch it all and um, it's always stressful when you buy at the last minute. Sometimes your ticket doesn't come through straight away. I've had a situation where the event started and my ticket's not been there and Will Call haven't been willing to help me out because I didn't buy it from the box office. There's always that pull the trigger moment. Are tickets going to get cheaper? Are they going to get more expensive? Is this the best section? Is a better section going to become available? Is a better section going to become available for a better price? And then failing to pull the trigger where you had really good seats in a really good section and they go away and nothing better becomes available nearer the time and you've made a mistake. So all of that stress is built into ticket buying, but it shouldn't be that stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem the code to sweeten the deal even more for $20 off with the code CFBX. Download game time today. Last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Let me also take this pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame bets. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Moving on to looking ahead to the, to the Sheffield United game. This on paper should be an easy visit for Man United. It should be an easy three points, but that doesn't seem to exist with this team. We spoke on the EPL show about Arsenal being somewhat fraudulent so far this season without them really putting in a number of strong performances. The only two that really stand out would be the two four nillers that they got against PSV and Bournemouth. Other than that, They've been they've been very lucky, while Man United have been unlucky, namely in the games against Tottenham and Arsenal. We should have had three points against Arsenal if we if we did have three more points and Arsenal had three less points. The table would look very very different indeed. But that's where VAR doesn't work because it does mean Man United have four wins from eight and four losses. Also against the Tottenham game, it would have changed the game if Man United were given a blatant penalty in the first half. Also would have changed if Bruno Fernandes could have scored a one-on-one chance where he was all alone and onside from around about six yards out. But the, the rub of the green hasn't gone for United and we are where we are. And that's why I don't see us doing anything comfortably. Even this visit to Sheffield United who were beaten at home 8-0 by Newcastle. United come here as the one to three favourites. It's 19-4 on the draw and it's 17-2 here on Sheffield United. This is entirely too short for United to win this game. I do think we'll win it, but um, I'm not comfortable taking Man United on any kind of handicap line in order to um, make make this a better price. I think Man United will win the game, but it would not surprise me to see us just winning it by a single goal. Therefore, there's absolutely no value on Man United as a minus 300 favourite. United have lost five of their last eight matches 
and they take on a Sheffield United team who have taken just one point this season, but have put in some strong performances, namely at home and namely against Manchester City, where Manchester City needed a late goal to beat Sheffield United. But if you look at the tactics in that game, it was pretty much a case of sitting in deep in a low block and trying to deny Manchester City playing. When Manchester City scored their goal, Sheffield United hadn't had a single shot at goal, a single shot on target. So um, I do believe we'll see a similar type of game here. Obviously, Man United are more susceptible to conceding with Andre Anana and goal and a inconsistent backline. But I don't think this one gets to gets to become a high scoring game. So I'm going to take a tried and tested safe play here. I'm going to take Man United to win. And I'm going to tack on under four and a half goals. That gives you the price of 10 to 13. So just shy of four to five minus 125. I don't see Sheffield United scoring twice, even against Man United, just because their intent will be to defend and to stop Man United from playing. But I can certainly see them scoring once, given how um, fragile United's defence has been. And whilst Sheffield United could score once, I don't see Manchester United scoring more than three times and putting your under four and a half goals in any danger. In fact, it's difficult for me to ever predict any kind of overwhelming and convincing Manchester United win, even in this spot against a team who look as poor as Sheffield United, a team who look completely out of depth in this league and a team who are already nailed on to go down. And I'm so happy that my biggest play of the season so far was a futures bet on Sheffield United to be relegated. The price we got on them looks like an absolute steal. And for me, they are already down. And so are Luton Town, despite the fact that Luton are scrapping a little bit more than Sheffield United and got a result away to Everton. They too are not good enough to be in the Premier League. So there's a massive class differential between the Premier League teams and Sheffield United. And on paper, Manchester United should make that tell. But I can never really predict that Manchester United are going to score four or even three goals. So I'm happy to take Man United to win. And under four and a half goals and we'll take that at a price of 10 to 13 here for this one as our main lean for this game that's it for me good luck with all of your bets as always guys and thanks for listening